Welcome, folks, to the April edition of K-Pop Recap. I'm the only living fanboy, here with my guests, Tim the K-Pop Dragon Klein. Stan Dreamcatcher. <laughs> the Savage Chuck Loridans. I am a miracle buddy once, among other things. And Christiana Cates. Hello. So there was a lot of great stuff that came out in April 2022. What was everyone's impression going into the month? Well, for me, with Dreamcatcher and I've making comebacks, I would say uh, excitement. But this whole year has been relatively exciting. It has been. It's not, none of my favorites uh, had a comeback this in, for for that month, but uh, I, I enjoyed. But you, you introduced me to some ones that I wouldn't have listened to otherwise, so I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, and for me as well. You know, I mentioned, um, you know, previously about um, you know the comebacks and the new groups that are being released and you know, NMIX and Le Seraphim and all of these new girl groups that are really, you know, top contenders and getting a lot of attention. So I was definitely, definitely curious to see how they're going to, I guess, rank on the charts against one another. Yeah. So getting into it here, we have a solo artist, a solo debut from a former member of Sonamu. This is Kim Dohee's Goodbye answer. What was everyone's impression of that song? I wasn't that familiar with her or the band she was from. It was a nice ballad, nice video, but uh, it, it uh, showing scenes in South Korea. It, it didn't. It didn't really grab me though. I, it, it's not bad, but uh, it just it didn't hit my endorphins. Well, I'm a sucker for these types of songs. I really liked it. And to be honest, I thought it was a song for a K-drama. Just how the MV was, and it was how well it was done and everything. It's just, she's got a great voice. So, like, and like I said, I'm a sucker for these type of songs. And they're not really for everybody. But, you know, I loved it. Yeah, very emotional, um, very, I guess, captivating the storyline. You know, you see the boy and the girl, um, supposedly, you know, you assume by the music video that they're dating and maybe they break up at a point and, you know, things are kind of broken off. So it was very emotional and the, the, her, the music and her voice was very emotional and the way she portrayed, you know, the, um, I guess the characters <laughs> with her voice, you know, you know, the storyline with the characters um, was amazing. Yeah. I really like the fact that we got to see a love interest, a male love interest. And you never really see that anymore. Not for the past six years or so. So for me, that was uh, kind of nice to see. And it was set up, like I was talking about in the last uh, episode about the cinematography, you know, and this really does look like, a cinematic style, you know, like a film. And I really appreciated that. And just, it does have almost like a J-pop, a Japanese MV kind of a feel. And as a fan of J-pop, that really appealed to me. 
So, yeah. Yeah, moving on, uh, we have High Cutie with Circus. What was everyone's take on that? Okay. This one, this one was really fun. Uh, the not familiar with the group. In fact, I've never heard of them before, but the, it had a, the, it's, they're doing a Dixieland song. <laughs> I got it's a Dixieland song. I think the closest I've ever heard to Dixieland in a, uh, in a K-pop song was probably, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, it was a Momo land song. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but, uh, it, it, it looks like it was like, like they had the start of a great video and then they ran out of money and, <laughs> and I, and I, I hated the, the, the tap dancing cheat. It's like they're, they're dancers. They could have actually learned to tap dance. You know what I'm yeah. saying? In the video, they, they, they actually have the tap dancing a noise in the in the song and they're not tap dancing i thought that was a right. little bit of a cheat but otherwise it was a very fun video but it looks like it didn't it it looks like they 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 quit halfway through and just said let's what what can we what can we do what can we throw together but it started with, with the with the with the uh the circus ringmaster type character it was very promising but i felt like it didn't follow through Well, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I think it was poorly made, at least the MV. Um, the song didn't grab my attention. They have very good vocals. So there's definitely talent there for them. But this I'm just not feeling it. I mean, I know a few people that really like them, but they have potential, obviously. But I didn't like the MV and I didn't like this song. But like I said, great vocals, worlds of potential. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And um, I guess like with a concept like this, it has to be like your style. And I think that's, you know, every K-pop stan. Um, well, every K-pop stan has their own like style in terms of like what groups they like and what groups they stand. So if you really like this if it's like really cutesy for you i think definitely like this song would fit towards someone that likes that concept right. personally right. i'm not a fan of the cute concept but some people have pulled it off pretty well in some of the mainstream mainstream songs but um it wasn't too bad i mean i thought it was interesting with like the you know theme of a circus and it kind of looked like a musical and they had like the little outfits you know that kind of made them look like they were in a circus actually so that was pretty interesting like seeing um those under the radar groups like try to pull off like um i guess like these different concepts i definitely see yeah. i have seen that over the years with you know rookies and like under the radar groups try that right so now on to my bias from miss a her new um solo single hit me up Featuring J Min. What was you guys' uh, take on that? Well, I thought it was another fantastic solo song. Um, Miss A and Sistar were the first two groups that ever uh, got me interested in K-pop, so I definitely had to check this out for sure. And <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. Cool. 
had, I hate to be the, the negative Nancy. Go ahead, Charles. But, well, no, no, Charles. No, I, <laughs> it just, it just didn't grab me. It's just, it was too soft. It was, the, the, it, I, that, I think that's the problem with it, this whole, with all of the songs that we had. There were too many just, these were like what I would ordinarily, if I were uh, putting an album together, I would make this a B-side. Because it's just it's it's so soft. There's no ump behind it. It's 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 angst and it's just there's just no power behind it. I mean, because I love a good power ballad, but there, right. there's just no power behind this. I, and that's just my own personal taste. And I'm I'm also you know not that familiar with uh, Miss A except for uh, uh, "Shut Up Boy, Shut Up Boy" song. <laughs> Yeah, so this was Hit Me Up by Men. Is that the song we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually really enjoyed it. I put some notes here, um, things I wanted to mention. I guess, obviously, like I mentioned before, everyone has their own style. So obviously, this would be kind of something I would like. And mainly because it kind of sounded like an R&B song. And it kind of reminded me of Mariah Carey's uh, signature style, you know, in her music and some of her older songs. So I really enjoyed it. And I thought that was cool. Like the random guy that was like rapping, but yeah, it was, yeah. It was interesting to see. Yeah. For me, I liked it. Um, it seemed like the music was kind of just, it didn't really change too much. Uh, maybe once. So I wish there was some more diversity in the music, uh, would be my one complaint. Other than that, I really did like it. Like I said, she is my bias for Miss A. And, you know, I did like it a lot. It wasn't as good, in my opinion, as Onion was, her last song. However, I thought it was still a great song. And really something that I would listen to again, definitely. So now, moving on. um, This is a very famous solo artist. This is Jesse with Zoom. What was everyone's take on that? <laughs> I thought that it was trying too hard to be like Megan the Stallion and, and Cardi B and just not quite hitting that level. Uh, and just, and just basically it was it was too western for me. It, it it's it's the kind of stuff I love with Cardi B and 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 Megan Stallion and uh, uh, Nicki Minaj and stuff, but it just it, it it just it it's not what I look for to K-pop for. I mean, it's very well made, and she's got a lot yeah. of sass. I remember she was one of the uh, the Discount Sisters with uh, with Hwasa and and uh, and another. Oh yeah, another and, and and that's a great concept. But this is this is too Western for my taste, and, and it's. I, I go to K-pop to escape from Western occasionally. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> same thing. That's kind of my reason I got into K-pop because I kind of wanted that escape <laughs> from American music, you know. And like, it's right. not that you know American music is necessarily bad, but you know I do love the way that they do things in K-pop. Um, kind of more conservative and <laughs> kind of more you know my taste i like it reserved that sort of style so you know yeah. there's nothing wrong with american music obviously and if you like it you like it <laughs> but um it's like yeah it's like if, if you go to a mexican restaurant and they bring spaghetti out 
<laughs> right. You're not what right. you're expecting. Exactly. Yeah, but um, she's very talented, though. I have to say one thing about Jesse and even this song. Um, she's an amazing rapper. Like her voice is like really just awesome. She has a good flow. Um, I heard her voice in a song that she did with Jay Park, and like she did a phenomenal job. So I think she's very talented as a rapper. It's just I've never been into her music um, that much uh, because of that. Like I mentioned before, right. that traditional feel that I like um, in K-pop. Yeah, for me, uh, pretty much the same thing that everyone else was saying. It was just a little too Western, and I was, you know, I'm expecting, you know, a K-pop song, but, you know, that is just her style, and there are people who will like that, and I did like the video a lot. I thought there were, like, there were, there were good moments in that video that really stood out, like having this almost like behind-the-scenes view of, like, these, because it's all about, like, taking pictures with the camera, zoom in, get a picture with the camera, and there's, like, the guy on the little dolly track with the camera and there's another guy with the camera it almost reminded me of that Blackpink song duh 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 where you have Chisu yeah where they got Chisu and um yeah I know we had some history with that song together <laughs> uh but yeah the uh you know where they they turn the cameras on her and it's kind of like the almost like the theme that I saw with with this video so yeah I mean I, I kind of it was kind of a call almost reminded me of that kind of thought, thought about that so yeah, I thought the video was kind of fun. Just the music is nothing wrong with it. Just not my style, as I think everybody else kind of agreed here. It wasn't quite their styles, but it doesn't mean that someone listening to this podcast is going to say, "Hey, I love that. It's my style." Because I know I actually do know people who who love Jesse's stuff, and that's cool. That's awesome. So and I'm sure they will be listening uh, to this podcast. In fact, um, I'd love to see her come over and do a collab with somebody like uh, like Cardi B or Megan The Stallion. I think that oh, would it would go over well. Definitely. So now moving on, we have a lot of solo artists here. Uh, this is someone from a band that actually, uh, at the time of recording this, which is May's News, the band officially disbanded, even though they known it's been disbanded for a long time. Uh, this was Sorn from CLC with Scorpion. So what was everyone's take on that song? Oh. My first note is, did Sarah Michelle Geller have a daughter? <laughs> she looks so much like Sarah Michelle Geller in the Buffy days uh, with, with this hairstyle and stuff. It's spooky how much she looks like <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller. My, my opinion of it, the, the vocals are so suppressed in this song, and she deserves better with her vocal range. She, she was one of the power singers in CLC. Oh yeah, and and this is Definitely. this is almost like those old Britney Spears songs where you just you just barely hear it singing. Okay, it's like yes, I'm beautiful, and 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 the whole video is it's it's stunning, but it never really goes beyond a video fashion show. Yeah, and and she she was she was the one that always stuck out to me the most in CLC, and oh, yeah. I just think that she deserves better. Uh, she was definitely There's a just nothing special about the song, uh, and she she's got pow- she's got a powerful voice, and this is just it's like they're it's like they're sending her into the fight with her hands tied behind her back, and, and yeah, and it kind of that's that's my feeling. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess maybe I can um, chime in. Um, I didn't listen actually to the song, but mentioning Sorn, 
I'm familiar with CLC. And um, when I got into K-pop back in 2015, I'm just bringing this up randomly, you know, their song back then, um, uh, Goblin, was really good. And um, I really like that song. So I think the mem members had so much potential, you know, with that concept. That was the kind of concept I was definitely looking for back then. And, yeah. you know, obviously she's, yeah, very talented and um, very beautiful and yeah, I really liked Elki in the group. I remember I thought Elki and yeah. Sunghi, I believe, is her name. Yeah, I yeah. thought. Yep. Yeah, very pretty. So they're very talented, all of them. But it's nice to see that um, they're um, going solo and like having opportunities. So that's awesome Definitely. to see. Yeah, I agree. I have to agree with Chuck on this. I feel like they were holding her back. I mean. The video was nice. I really enjoyed it, but I felt like they were holding back her true potential of her vocals. The song was good, but I just felt like there could have been more. Yeah. With her singing ability, because she's a hell of a singer. Oh yeah. So I just, I'm a truck. I just felt like they suppressed her vocals, and it, it kind of frustrated me. But I'm like a, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of hers, but. I know she can sing. Right. And I just felt like, for whatever reason, they were just like, oh, let's keep this down a little bit. Yeah. When in reality, she probably could have knocked us out of the park. Yeah, and that's the thing that I got too, was sort of that it just, there was something missing. Like, it felt good. It felt right, but, and I said the video felt like it had potential too. But it just wasn't, it wasn't holding me. It wasn't holding my attention. You know what I mean? It just wasn't, it wasn't all there. There could be more. I was like, right. this could have been said more in your face, as you sort of mentioned, with like the vocal mixing could have been more in your face. Uh, you know, I think just in general, everything could have been, the video could have been more in your face. Because I think we had, you know, we had this powerful, we talked about before, um, Sharp Objects. And that's, you know, it was a very powerful song, very powerful video. And this is more, I don't know, just more relaxed or something. And that just, to me, uh, it did feel like it was a disjustice, injustice to uh, her ability. So now moving on, we have I Chillin' with Play Hide and Seek. What was everyone's take on that? Oh, I love them. They have so much potential, it's not even funny. They just keep getting better and better with each comeback. I I just can't get enough of them. They're so good. They're so talented. Each video keeps getting better. I I, I just don't know have like a bad thing to say about them. You know, they're just very talented. That does not. I've never heard of them before, but. Uh... The song was interesting. There were some great elements to it. Uh, the sets and costumes uh, are phenomenal. I love, I love it when they give you like a whole world for them to play in, with the whole maze and the whole uh, like Barbie Escher type quality, the the maze and everything. I love that, and mm -hmm. and it looks like they were having a lot of fun. And then the giant cat—that's always fun. <laughs> when you have a giant cat. In the video. Oh, definitely. It was very Who satisfying. Like very satisfying. 
yeah, the music video was pretty cool, and the choreography point, um, I guess, like, with that main word, I can't remember exactly, but that was pretty interesting, and, um, the beat was actually very nice. It, it's, uh, pretty, uh, funny, like, not funny, but, you know, it's, I like when cute groups, like, right. cute style groups use kind of, like, that, uh, hip-hop vibe, like, I think that's interesting, like, the beat definitely sounds like it could be used for, like, a... I guess they call it girl crush groups. I guess right. like Blackpink. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I just really loved. To the, it was it was fun. Um, it was almost like a little bit of an adventure, but it wasn't like sort of girl crush adventure. It wasn't uh, uh, like the kind of adventure you will see later with Dreamcatcher. It wasn't quite that kind of an adventure, but it was like this this labyrinth, this kind of maze. And I remember that was like the thing I made a mental note of watching this was like, it's like a really fun maze thing. Like I said, you, you gotta love the cat. Um, and, you know, to me, uh, EG is my bias and she really stood out to me. I think she was a star of this one. But then again, it could be I'm just biased. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I thought it just was a fun video. It was, it was still an adventure without being overly serious. You know, it could have been more serious. Uh, which I liked. It was a more fun and playful, but yet it was still an adventure, in my opinion. So, moving on, we're going to go to another solo artist uh, who's from another from a group that everyone knows, Mama Moo, and that is Moonbule with Cheese in the Trap, or C-I-T-T. So what was everyone's take on that? Oh, classic. Just everything was... I knew it was going to be epic, and it didn't yeah. disappoint. It, it, well, that's and, good. And, and, and the song itself and the way she rapped and the, the video and everything had this great 80s feel to it. It, it really took me back to uh, uh, coming home, uh, getting off the school bus and turning on MTV back in the 80s when it first started. Yeah. And just the, the low-budget but great concept videos where let's just – with the low budget we have, let's just see what kind of cool video we can make with just props and sets without super special effects. And just right. super fun. And and of course, you know, she's she's a veteran. And it's just uh she's just classy and she's confident and she's having fun in the video. Oh, for so sure. It's, it's all Definitely it's all love. It's magnificent. So I didn't like this because I don't think it's not, I don't think this is her style. I mean, I'm probably wrong. She probably wanted to do this, but I don't, I feel like Eclipse was more her than this. Um, I didn't actually even like the song. The video was super cool and really fun, but I, I'm just not feeling this. Yeah, yeah. And I totally get you, um, get how you're feeling with that. Um, I guess I, I wrote some notes here, actually. So I said, the song is not bad. Um, it reminds me of an American teen, I guess, like Disney era song. <laughs> so something it I would... Does, it, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like very upbeat like that and uh, yeah, yeah yeah those fun concepts but um 
I, I even wrote this in my notes. I thought the concept seemed a bit forced and not her style, but um, as I watched the music video, um, it kind of grew on me a little bit. Um, it wasn't too bad. It's just It was just shocking because I've never seen her like that. Like she's always like kind right. of like the cooler member of Mamamoo. So that's her yeah. kind of like vibe. But, but the thing was, she's in on the joke. You look at the chalkboard in the background and it says cheesy. So it's like she, they're, they're, it's completely aware. There, there is no. Must there be is cheesy. No, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she knows. It, it, she's in on the joke, and and I think it's all intentional. And I think that's it's why all it fun. Works. And she and she plays it off with confidence. She, she's Definitely. never like, oh, look at me. I'm 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 being forced to be in this video that I hate. No, she's having a blast, and to me, that reaches through the screen. And makes it all good because she's having a good time. You can see it in her eyes. You can tell she's that, enjoying yeah. doing this. Well, as long as she's having a good time, that's all that matters. I mean, right. like I said, Eclipse is my personal favorite from her. But when I watched this, I felt like, I don't want to say cringeworthy, but it made me cringe because it's like, God, I hope they're not forcing you to do this because this is not your style. But if she's having a good time and she's in on it and she's cool with it, then power to her. Yeah, my, my take seemed to be, you know, I was shocked. What didn't seem like her style at first. I really liked Lunatech, the last one. And she did back in January. I think it was January or February. I think it was January. And so I was taken aback at first. However, I really thought, you know, so it is like part of this joke. It's fun. That was, you know, it's playful. That was kind of what I was thinking. It was like, it's like a fun thing. Like I was saying about like the maze and the, the last song, I Chillin's, you know, it was like, it's a fun thing with the cat in the maze. It's kind of a fun thing with this. It's, it's cheesy. It's supposed to be, you know, there's a, there's a pun involved and she plays to that. And so to me, you know, it felt like a different side of her, but a fun side. And, you know, it's not supposed to be taken super seriously. You're not supposed to be, you know, you know, looking at this as oh, it's some really serious message. It's a, it's a pun. It's a, it's a fun pun, and it works in my opinion. So I, right. I would definitely Tim, do it again. Tim, Tim, I, she, Mamamoo is so established. I don't think they're going to force her to do something that she doesn't want to do. This isn't like, yeah. you know, making Neon sing "I Want to Be a Star" when for, twice first started out. You know, it's like they're established. They're, uh, not they're very, do very established. Yeah, they're not they're definitely gonna veterans. They, they would I know say that no. Established. I actually like some of their stuff. I have like a love hate relationship with Mama Moo because they'll put out a really great song I like, but the next comeback, I'm like, I'm not feeling this. But then the next one after that is phenomenal. So, right. like, their stuff is always hit or miss for you. Good quality, but for me personally, it's hit or miss. And like you said, Eclipse and Lunatic, I liked. But this is just one of those hit or miss things for me. It's just like, right. I'm not feeling it. But, you know, as long as you're having a good time, like doing this kind of stuff, then go for it. Yeah. So moving on, we have yet another, another um, solo artist, solo debut, actually from someone who's still a member. Well, I guess uh, Moon Mule was still a member, is still a member of uh, 
oh, G-Idol, no. but this is yeah, this is a member of G Idol, and she uh, she really blew me away with the last uh, album, G Idol album. Uh, this is Mian with Drive. What was everyone's take on that? I freaking love it. <laughs> it's probably my other than Taeyeon my favorite solo song so far. Wow. It was just a total knockout. I mean, I don't have a bad thing to say about it. The vocals were great. The video was phenomenal. Just a great, great song. She did a hell of a job. Everything's pretty. Everything's pretty in the video, and it's powerful and sad. And I love the way it's driven by the drum. The song is like driven by the drumming. This, that that was unexpected but yeah everything is just pretty it, it kind of the video itself kind of reminds me of some of uh oh my girl stuff especially with the car inside surrounded by yeah plants. i can see that yeah yeah um for me i actually well i don't think i ever really really got into g idol i think i was curious about them during debut because they had so much hype especially like 2018 yeah. 2016 that era but i think when i did sort of like them and um some of their like earlier songs i think Mian was actually one of the members that stood out to me i would consider her yeah. like my bias but um <laughs> yeah i know you were into like the early, early stuff early. yeah yes yeah but um about the song i think it definitely fits her style um mm-hmm more mellow like calm like she wouldn't be like you know super hardcore hip-hop or anything I don't think right that's right that's more like yeah. so yeah definitely but i thought it was awesome i'm glad that she's promoting herself as a singer and soloist and yeah people are seeing her uh true color yeah for me i mean seeing you know last year we had soyan and oogie doing their solo stuff it was just great to have her doing her solo stuff, now, Mian, uh, because to me she really was the standout um, for when I listened to this the latest album uh, from G Idol. She really stood out to me. Uh, I feel like she's getting more and more. I mean, she always she always had potential of being a star, but I felt like people like Oogie, like Soyeon, had oftentimes overshadowed her. And this, it seems like, in my opinion, this past album, she's finally getting her due. You know, she's finally getting the attention she deserves, the lines, the, the power. So she, she's powerful, but she's, and this is what this song to me shows, is that she can be soft and powerful. And she can transition and do those two things very well. And that's also what I saw in the G-Idol album, the last one. Um, so I feel like, and she's always kind of been that way. I feel like even like listening to Lion, for example, the Lion is in her. But once again, she's being overshadowed by some other members. But I feel like this album, this last album, they really, she really broke out. And now we have this amazing uh, solo song that's very fluid, very dynamic. So it shows, it showcases, you know, everything that she can do. And I was just, I was totally impressed. I wasn't, I mean, I, I wasn't sure what they were going to do because it was a solo thing. And I knew she had this sort of multidimensional ability and they delivered, you know, the, you know, Cube delivered and Cube is sometimes, you know, has a bad rap and uh, for obvious reasons, 
and uh, you know I didn't know how they were going what they were going to do with this and she they they gave her what she deserved and she's finally getting the attention yeah. so now moving on to yet another I keep saying yet another solo artist but yes yet another solo artist from one of the very first groups that I got into in K-pop uh, AOA Ace of Angels and this is probably my first or second bias when I one of the first members that caught my attention in that group this is her I don't know most you would say it's a debut but kind of is a solo debut uh, this is Choa with Yesterday so what was everyone's take on that I thought it was a really good quality song but I I'm surprised that we're even seeing anything from her because after all that whole mess with the bullying scandal of yeah. away and whatnot. She but, was already out by that um, point. Oh, she was out, yeah, at that point. Yeah, she was already out of AOA when that happened. Right, and I know I know that, but it's just the way she was like disting herself from out from it. I just thought maybe she would retire from K-pop in general, but to see her make a solo comeback is nice to see, and she put out a great song. Uh, the video is gorgeous, and and it's nice to be reminded that she plays guitar because I'm a yeah I'm my, I'm a she huge fan the of guitarist. AOA Black. Yep. The, uh, the the actual band, I I could yep. watch them forever. That, that's my yep. favorite AOA stuff is when they actually yep, break. That's what I got into very early on in my K-pop journey. And yeah, she's and it was with a, a It's a beautiful, yeah, it's a beautiful song. But like I said, that my my biggest issue with with this with these uh, com- most of these comebacks is so soft and pe- and people with great powerful voices are just. Like they're like they're about like they're singing like they're they're like they're dozing off to sleep, which is great for a B side, right? Not for a not for like the official like not for the title song for the album, right? Something a little more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. Um, <laughs> I actually was going to mention that because I always really um when I got into K-pop and I found their songs from those years. I actually really like Choa. I actually think I really considered her one of my favorites. Maybe her vocals stood out. Yeah. And I always like um, when K-pop idols dye their hair blonde. So I thought she looked really pretty with blonde hair. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. Amazing voice. And um, I kind of wrote some things here. I said, I know Choa as a very strong and great vocalist. This song didn't hit the mark for me because I know she's capable of much more. Very strong very soft song sorry light vocals but not my style but i kind of gave it a seven out of ten because the song wasn't you know necessarily bad just not my um style right right yeah uh for me i really loved this i thought it really played to her strengths uh just like i was saying about Mion, i felt like this is a really good song for her uh i just don't have anything negative to say about it i just this is was right up my alley. Um, yeah, I really felt like this was good. I, I just don't know, I don't know what else to say. It was just, it was what I felt like she deserved too after all these years. I mean, she's been out of AOA for many years. And, you know, she was, when I first got into K-pop, AOA was one of the very first groups that I found, particularly the, the black stuff. 
the AOA Black, the the band. That was like one of the first things I got into in the K-pop. Um, I saw Elvis, their first, their debut single, which was the whole band. Um, and to me, that just was, was super cool. I remember watching a live performance of that over and over and over. I remember I, I showed my uh, my boss. Uh, I showed everyone uh, that I knew. I was like, you got to see this. This is a band. It's K-pop. Because like everybody, you know, and all thought of K-pop as Gangnam Style. And I'm like, look, it's not just some dirty old guy. There's actually like really talented people here, mm. musicians, female musicians, doing very powerful, very empowered stuff uh, with, you know, with, with the band. I said, you guys got to check this out. And, you know, so people were, you know, people were actually impressed I was showing this to. Not all of them, obviously, but uh, some of them definitely were. They were impressed with that. And that was my, you know, one of my introductions. I mean, really, it was it was Red Velvet really was my introduction. But uh, certainly the second, like after them, after Red Velvet, it would be AOA and probably Elvis and the whole black stuff, the whole band. That was just amazing to me. So this was said it was Hurry and, and Chimin, uh, who, you know, were the two guitarists. So I could, you know, I can't go on enough about how I'm just so happy to see Choa be able to finally, after all these years, like I said, it's been years since she left AOA. It's fantastic to see her be able to finally spread her wings as a solo artist. She's been doing covers and things, so I wouldn't really necessarily call this a, a debut totally. It is, but um, she's been putting out a lot of content. Not a lot, but, you know, a, a fair amount over the years. But to finally have, like, a real official combat or uh, debut rather that just it warmed my heart to see this and everything that i expected so yeah i loved it uh, now moving on we're going to go to uh another one of my uh, favorite groups i know this is the ultimate group at least the ultimate k-pop group for uh kung who is usually uh, on these podcasts unfortunately he wasn't able to make it today but I'm sure he'll be back next time. And this said it was a, a special fan song. This is A Pink with I Want You to Be Happy. What was everyone's take on that? Okay. Uh, I, it was a little too soft. Like I said, it's just another in this lineup of really soft songs. But uh, I like the video because it was, uh, I always, because it, it's like a little uh, mont clip montage of of uh, various concerts and stuff and that's always nice and sentimental uh and later on in the song there's some bite to it at first it just seems like okay it's another soft ballad in this parade of soft ballads but then uh i have the note that it does pick up a little bit later yeah. and, and the, the the song itself the lyrics really remind me of the uh song love and remember by god god or however they pronounce it yeah. Where, where the whole sentiment is, it's that kind of, yo, look, I'm, I'm willing to just sacrifice everything, let you go, because the most important thing is that I want you to be happy, like the song says. Right. Uh, uh, for, for every tear I cry, I want that to, uh, I want it for you to be happy. So that's always kind of a noble thing, it's, as opposed to... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to obsess over you and stalk you and stuff. No, <laughs> it's like you take. the best thing to do is like, if you really love somebody, 
and they don't want to be with you anymore, you got to let them go because you want yeah. them to be happy. And, I, and I, I love it when that message comes out as opposed to the old stalkerist songs like, uh, baby, there ain't no getting over me and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, or was it every breath you take, I'll be watching you. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I think there needs to be more songs like this that just say, I understand you don't want to be with me anymore. And so, am I happy? If, if I, I, because I love you, I want you to be happy. And that means I got to let you go. So that's, that's why I appreciate this song. Yeah. Well, I'm not a super big fan of of A Pink, but um, yeah, this was a is a good quality song. Um, this was, I believe, dedicated to their fans, right? Yes, it was. Right, and, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I always like it when groups do songs like this for their fans. It's always nice to see that hey, we appreciate you and love and support everything that you give to us and we're giving to you something in return. Right. Oh, definitely. It's great when they... That's what I loved about this was just, you know, when you do see these songs like this, kind of like we talked about uh, last time, Thank You by Brave Girls, it's nice when you have these songs that are dedicated to the fans. It lets them know they're being appreciated. And, you know, A-Pink, I knew it was going to be amazing. Um, I just wasn't quite sure as to, you know, what they were going to, how that, what kind of approach they were going to take. I figured, figured it was going to be more of a ballad. Uh, but this, this seemed to be, it was more than a ballad. And it was, um, you know, as, as, as Chuck pointed out, it started out as a ballad, but it kind of transformed into something, something bigger than just a ballad. And I really loved it. I mean, I thought it was, it was a little different. It was different than how I expected it to go. But with a pink, I couldn't expect anything less than brilliant. So, yeah, I definitely love this one. Now, moving on to... We're getting Wait, close uh, to Chris, the end. Christiana didn't uh, comment on that song, did she? Uh, she's out Oh, uh, for now, because she had to leave. We, we, we started so late. She okay. had to leave. So, moving on, now we have the Wily One's Eily One, a debut with Love in Bloom. What was everyone's take on that? Okay, it's another group I'm not that familiar um, with, but the rapper really so sounds like people. I know a few people that actually like the song, and actually like the group. I had not heard of them until, like, you put out your list of here's what we're gonna cover, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of them. Obviously, that this is a debut, obviously. Okay. But, um, yeah. This is another group that, again, good vocals, they got potential, just not feeling this one. I actually couldn't make it through the song because I, I just I just didn't like it. And I hate saying that about groups. I mean, it's like Nmix, you know, world's potential, great vocals, just another thing that I couldn't get through. Yep, I said the same thing, that the group has a lot of promise. I didn't hear any power vocalist in it. You know, where where are the uh, where are the uh, the Geos? Where are the uh, where are the Yujus? Uh, where are the uh, Neons? I, I'm not hearing the the where are the the ones that just come and just belt out the, the parts. I didn't hear any of that. And uh, the rapper's great though. I thought the rapper in the group was really great. She, like I said, she sounds a lot like Mimi from Oh My. Girl. 
So she impressed me. I agree. I just, this is one of my favorites of the month. I mean, this was like a callback to the old K-pop that I really loved and adored. I mean, this makes you think of that sort of Saturday nature era um, stuff that was happening like four or five years ago that was really, you know, in a time when I just was really, really soaking up so much K-pop. I was, um, it was a great time for me in K-pop. And this just reminds me of that. And I just, this was, man, one of my favorite um, things of the month. Just a brilliant, I love the video. I love the, the tropical look, the almost tropical sound. In fact, I noticed that Spotify put it on like their tropical playlist. I know for, so I was listening, I was listening to that. Uh, so it's like people who like this sort of tropical, fun, cutesy girl group stuff, which is me. Uh, this is the perfect song, perfect video. I just, I can't rave about it enough. Absolutely love this. Adored it. Fantastic. Okay. Well, like I said, the, the, the rapper kind of like dominates the vocals to me. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like a, the teenager babysitter with a bunch of, uh, you know, <laughs> elementary school kids. <laughs> the, 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 I just, I'm just not hearing a lot of power behind uh, the, the vocalist and the rapper just kind of comes in and dominates whenever she's on yeah I have to agree that uh, the Saturday nature like their early stuff I didn't even think about that but yeah that's a good comparison but and again to be honest I wasn't super into the nature and uh, Saturday's early stuff so those are my favorite like two of my favorite k-pop groups of all time i love that style so to me this was just kind of like what i think christiana mentioned earlier was like you have your own style certain people have certain styles the fans the fans have their styles Uh, so for me this was this was my style this was right up my alley exactly what i love from k-pop what i expect from k-pop what i haven't heard in about at least three or four years from k-pop so for me that was i was fantastic I'll give it another chance. I'll give it another listen later on. Now, moving on, we have our penultimate song of the month. This is the first comeback from a group from Starship. This is Ive with Love Die. What was everyone's take on this song? Love it. Love it. Love it. I mean, so far... They've had two releases. They've been phenomenal. They're a fantastic group. I, I just... Man, I just can't get enough of them. They're so good. They're very talented. The videos have been phenomenal. I know there's a lot of... I don't know if you want to call it controversy, but there's just a lot of criticism of people like... Well, they're only popular because the two girls from... Uh, is one like Wan Young and Yuju, but like, no, they're, they're very talented. I mean, I think they would have had those two girls not been in is one. I think this group would have been, would have been good regardless because they're just, they're just so good. And yeah, I wish people would just like kind of get off their case because, oh, it's the, it's one effect. It's because Wan Young is so popular and, blah 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 i hate that stuff if you just really look at their talent their vocals right. everything they're they're great and i love them yeah. yeah it's my second favorite video of all and uh the song as i listened to it the song really grew on me 
as I watched and listened. And yeah. I, I think they have the potential to become uh, a group that I'm into that I actually start purchasing their albums. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Love it. Uh, oh, and it's, yeah. And, and they're, they're fun visually to look at, uh, you know, as, as my favorite groups are maturing and getting into more of an adult sound, uh, you know, there's been some others that have like been coming up that it's like, okay, I, 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 to add to my uh, repertoire of bands that I like to listen to, this might be one of them. Yeah. It, this, this to me was just, man, just knocked it out of the park. I liked the debut, but this comeback was just phenomenal. Just amazing. I, 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 I'm speechless. I just love the video. Video was fun. I love the, the music. This is one of uh, one of two songs this month that has really been stuck in my head. The other one we're going to cover next. Um, these last two, they just really stuck in my head. I couldn't get them out. I'm constantly like singing them. I think out loud for that matter. I mean, I know I'm singing them out loud. People probably think I'm nuts if they listen to me, but <laughs> I'm literally singing this stuff out loud. These these last two songs were so addictive. Um, they just get in your head. They get stuck in there and you can't get them out. Just amazing hooky songs. Um, no complaints here. Um, just phenomenal. I mean, for a rookie group, I mean, it is arguably rookie because not all the members are rookies. <laughs> Some of them have been around for since 2018 as far as, you know, debuting in a group in Eyes 1. So then, I don't know if you can call them complete rookies, but um, yeah, just amazing stuff. I mean, just the vocal performance. I mean, just just blew me away on some of these members. Uh, you know, they, they I think they're all they all just the, the vocal performance. They're really a, a great vocal group, and um, they 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 really know how to. And I even watched the behind the scenes video where they were um, recording this song and stuff. And you know, they really are masters. Uh, you know, master vocalists my opinion just phenomenal stuff no complaints here absolutely phenomenal agreed i agree too now moving on to the final song of the month of the month this is one that has been uh, i feel like it's been long awaited not as maybe as long awaited as some comebacks but definitely one that i know the fandom has been very eager to um, to hear this and they really did deliver, in my opinion. This is Dreamcatcher with Maison. What was everyone's take on that? Phenomenal. This is the best video by far in the bunch, in my opinion. I had to look at Maison, uh, what, what it means. It means home. Yep. Uh, th- this is a this is a this is a song. This is almost political because it's about the environment. Yep, uh, and just you know, the, in the video and the uh, and the lyrics itself is like what, one of the most powerful lyrics is. Uh, uh, in, in in the lyrics is, you can pretend this isn't happening, but you'll disappear too. This this is a plea. This is a uh, you know right. this is our our younger generation. You know, you you older people who are make making the decisions are going to be dead by the time this by the time this really hits bad. But we're the young generation, meaning them, that are going to have to live with the consequences. And right. they make this beautifully. 
and they're begging they're pleading this is almost like they could have had uh greta thunberg you know pop up in this video as a guest star because it's basically what she's been saying all along and the video itself is extraordinary it kind of reminds me of the uh the old star trek series the one series the one where they called the cloud miner uh spock and kurt go down to this planet where there's this city up in the clouds where everybody oh, yeah. lives lives in luxury and there's the miners Greek, down below being enslaved yeah, yeah and it even has the kind of greco roman uh yep. architecture mm-hmm. yeah and and the other thing i thought of was it, like i said I, I go all the way back to early days of mtv in the uh in the the broken down crumbling city uh i made the note that um somewhere on one of those uh roofs billy idol is on the rooftop dancing with himself and being besieged by zombies <laughs> uh, i don't know if you remember that video Billy Idol's Dancing with Myself. Yeah, I'm familiar with the uh, Yeah, go go back and watch it later because it looks like it could be like like that exact scene is like going on in the background in that city scene. Yeah. yeah, this is this is a movie. That, the, oh, on the I'm I'm watching the video again right now, the uh the golden calf that gets oh, turned yeah. into death. I mean, this this is a this is exactly Very symbolic. Like, yes, they're saying, look, you you people who worship money and stuff, you're you're killing the planet and this is this yeah. is it's just it's just a phenomenal video. It's just oh like yeah, everything. I showed it to my housemates. They loved it too. Yeah, this is you know yeah. Well, I'll I'll let Tim talk first, and then I'll I'll go and say my my two cents. Well, damn, Chuck, you just took everything I was going to say. Sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry. Well, no, like, stealing his thunder there. Well, no. Here's the thing. Like, I didn't know if anybody would catch on to the meaning of the song because, you know, everybody knows. Dreamcatcher is my alt group. Yeah. I love them. I'm so pumped and excited and proud of them for getting their first two wins with this. It's been a long time coming. And, you know, their contract is up next year in 2023. And, and I, amongst some in the fandom is like, are they going to resign? There's a rumor going around that uh, Dreamcatcher company let go all of their trainees and dancers for a new group that they were putting together some are speculating well maybe they're getting ready to close things up and when dreamcatcher's contract's done they're gonna the girls are gonna go their separate ways and that's gonna be the end of the company but then people are speculating well maybe they let all the trainees and dancers go so they can re-sign them go forward again that's a rumor please don't take it seriously I've only heard it from a few people, but like I said, like I didn't think anybody would catch on to the actual important meaning of this song. Like Chuck said, Maison means home, and that's why they said, right. you know, protect the forest, the ocean, the jungle, the jungle, you know, and so forth. The polar, he, the polar, yeah, right. It, it's, it's about climate change, and it's not, right. it's not almost political it is political and right. they're trying to point out a message that stop screwing around the leaders of the world regardless of what political affiliation you have and what country you're in i mean it was probably a few years ago they said we have 10 years or less to change our ways where climate change will be irreversible and we're all screwed so that's the whole point meaning of this song. And you know, Dreamcatcher always does a trilogy of their albums. 
I am so excited to see what they do with the next two uh, albums going forward. So I'm sure one will probably come out later this year, and some usually one comes out early, early the following year. So, but yeah, I mean, this is about climate change. It needs to be taken seriously. I know people will probably get upset over the fact that, oh, well, you're making it political. No, you gotta watch the video, put on the lyrics in English. It's clearly about climate change. It's clearly to mean something to the people of the world. It's time to take things serious. And if you don't take it seriously, like in the video, there will be an apocalypse. So, but another, I personally, this has become my favorite song. I mean, I said that, uh, I was my favorite song, which was their song prior to this, or two songs prior to this. They keep getting better and better with each comeback and their sales keep getting better and better with each passing comeback. So that's why I have a hard time with some insomnia saying, oh, this, you don't know what this is it. This could be their last album. Maybe the next one will. I don't see it happening. That's just me. Maybe I'm just being hopeful. They're just, they're too good right now. They got too much momentum going on. I'm not reading too much into the whole, they let dancers and trainees go. I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know Dreamcatcher Company was even thinking about putting it together a new group. I mean, Right. What was the, right. What's the point of doing that when you named your company after the group that you've been, the one group you have left? <laughs> right. So, like I said, they're doing a phenomenal job. They're going on tour. They're actually in Germany doing a, a K-pop festival over there right now. I think, I think they will, will resign. Um... You know, the future is bright for them, despite the fact that some of the members are going to be in their 30s in a few years. I know a lot of people are like, well, when they get in their 30s, they should retire and blah, blah, blah. Logan no, I think that's, I think that's stupid. Like, Taeyeon is like 33, and she's doing a phenomenal job. She's knocking everything out of the park. Oh, yeah, I think Dreamcatcher's doing a great job, despite their age. And here's the thing. They're so close, and friendship have a tight-knit bond. Like Sistar, I made a pact that if one member decides to leave, they're all going to leave. So if it comes up like, oh, GU wants to venture into acting, or she just wants to retire, get married, have a family, whatever. If she leaves, they're all going to leave. So probably. By the I way, don't they're, think they're done. They're Go playing. Ahead. They're playing in Dallas. There, uh, there's an anime fest. It's going to be happening in Dallas this summer. They're going to be playing at it. So they're going to right. be in the States. Yeah, they're going to be in the States for that. And then they, they have a tour. Whole tour. A whole world tour that they're going to do. I think they're going to start in the United States and then go from there and finish up, obviously, yep. back in Korea. And I think when they're done with the tour, they may take a little time off and then probably do another comeback around that time. Well, they just want a fan with this video for me. Uh, the, the only other thing... Okay. Uh, I actually, uh, this was an earlier song, and the video was very interesting because it had a real Twilight Zone feel to it, where there was like, they were fighting this demon wizard guy, and at the end he gets trapped in a mirror, I don't know the name of the song, and I tried, oh. and, and I, I thought this would be a gateway 
remember a friend of mine uh, that I've done a lot of theater work with who's really into metal. And I put this on his uh, Facebook page and and he said, oh, my ears are bleeding. And he, he's just very negative. He, he And this was like, I thought this might, ah, see what this is, this, this is one of the, I'm into K-pop, maybe you'll like this song. And he just, he just immediately poo-pooed. It's like, oh, okay. So it kind of made me stay away from, uh, from Dreamcatcher for a while. And then they did that wonderful uh, collaboration with other groups about, uh, uh, about COVID, about uh, wearing your mask and washing your hands and stuff, which I just absolutely love. So yeah, now it's like, great. yeah, now I'm going to look, uh, now I'm going to, uh, th- they, they won me over this song. They might, I think they are Made you way insomnia. past just being on my radar now. This is, this is just, I'm, I love this group and I'm going to uh, go through all their old videos now. This is, and I'm going to be cool. promoting this one on, on social media because this is just, and the, the message is so damn important. I'm glad you liked of, it. A lot of insomniacs say, don't bring it up because it's a no-no, but I'm going to bring it up. And Chuck, you probably don't know, but before they were Dreamcatcher, they were called Minx. Okay. And they had two songs. I'll uh, send you both links on from YouTube to you on Facebook later. But the concept, I guess the girls were not comfortable with it. If it was a very cute bubbly kind of very colorful concept and they did two songs and that was it and then you didn't hear much from them and then they came re-debuted as Dreamcatcher, and then they added a couple members and they've been doing a hell of a job ever since and look they were probably one one of the most underrated groups for quite some time but then they started getting popular internationally and that's why they took off and that's why I, if they ever disband, whether it's next year or years down the road, I'm going to be very heartbroken. And I don't think they're going to disband anytime soon. But if this is it after possibly this trilogy of albums that they always do, man, that's going to suck for me because I love them so much. For me, I, this just knocked it out of the park. I just... I watched the video and I said, this is just next level stuff. Um, you know, I've always been a, a moderate fan of Dreamcatcher. Um, and, you know, I have liked what they've done. And I wasn't a big fan of the one before this, the Odd Eye. I think it was Odd Eye. I really wasn't into that and that whole album just didn't appeal to me. But this just, this 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 album is another thing altogether. I just, man, they knocked it out of the park. And just myself, I've still this day haven't actually read the Korean lyrics, but just watching, just casually watching through the video, watching, you know, seeing the sim- symbolism in the video and listening to the English lyrics that are, you know, within the Korean lyrics that are uh, interpolated in those. Just from that stuff alone, I was able to extrapolate that this is um, about, about the climate and about greedy people and all that kind of stuff and destruction at the hands of the rich. And so then I reached out to people who were, you know, big insomnias and stuff. And I said, is that what this is about? Because I didn't know for sure. I thought, I'm just reading too much into this, just based on the English lyrics and the visuals. And they said, no, 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 you're 100% right. That's what it's about. And I said, wow, that just adds a whole nother layer, a whole nother depth, this already amazing video and song. And um, just say, it's been in my head. It's been stuck in my head. Um, it's been stuck in my head, too. I have it on... I have to listen to it like 
at least once or twice I every mean, day because I... this is why it became my favorite song because it it's just one of those songs that the second you hear it you're like all right you know it's just got that certain beat or melody that once you hear it it's in your head yeah that's just it's the same with uh like the last group we discussed i've same thing with them it's just one of those songs that once you yep. hear it it's in your head yep both of those i was i've been i know i was singing the chorus before we started doing this i was singing the chorus out loud to myself uh no see my home and you know i'm going through the whole thing you know oh, yeah. it's just it's a, definitely a sing-along and same with, with i've definitely a sing-along uh song here no complaints at all uh here this is i don't know if it's my you know uh Peely is still probably my favorite Dreamcatcher song, but this is definitely coming in second. This is definitely, you know, as far as A-sides are concerned. Because there are, you know, a few B-sides I really like. But as far as A-sides, this has definitely got to be my second favorite. This just knocked me out. I'm glad um, you put this one the last on the list because this this is the coup de mal. This is the, this is the yeah. big finale. This is the headliner. It, yeah, these, in the these last concert. ones... Yeah, these last ones were definitely, you know, that's why I try to put them last when I'm when I'm organizing this and pre-production. Um, yeah, this just, I have nothing really, to, I can't I can't say anything bad. It was just phenomenal on every level. And, you know, I, I, I do see the reference now, the Star Trek reference that, that Chuck brought up, uh, you know, with the with them being up in the clouds and the miners with the disease. They couldn't go up to the clouds. It's kind of like the way that the... the the rich don't want to be affiliated with climate change. They want to push the climate activists away. I mean, I definitely see all that. I see symbolism. I don't know if that's what they were going for, uh, per se, but I definitely I am familiar with that Star Trek episode. Um, you know, the original series is my favorite uh, Star Trek series. Uh, so I love all those episodes dearly. And uh, yeah, that one definitely it does remind you of that episode. Um, looking at it now, but uh, yeah, just everything about this was just a lot of symbolism. Um, you know, it really, it really, you, you, you can figure it out. Like I said, you don't, you don't have to be told what it's about. You can tell it's about like greed leading to destruction, leading to, you know, you know, people getting too much, too, too power hungry. Um, and if you have to be told what this song means, you need to check your priority. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm, it, I'm kidding. I'm it, kidding it, in a sense. No, I know. But, and and but, when you, you when know, you, when you hear uh, American like conservatives saying, well, if China's not going to, if they're not going to, then we shouldn't either. It's like, no, we're not playing a game here. This isn't a competition. It's like, no, it, it, it doesn't matter if China's not doing it. We can't force China to to uh, to watch their pollute output. It's we have to. This is, this, you, you don't, these same people would not let their children get away with, well, how come he doesn't have to and I have to? No, this, no, we have to. We have right. to. We we have to. Our our we're dooming the future generations. We're dooming. Yeah. And that this the, like I said, Greta Greta Thunberg needs to know about this song and video. Right. I just I just think that if you don't understand the message, then you obviously aren't paying attention to like right. the climate change or you, who knows. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but if you don't understand the message and you just like the song okay that's fine but there's a deeper meaning behind the song yeah. and the video in itself too and like everything that they've ever done up to this point has been you know you know the dark like 
Like Chuck brought up, you know, Chase Me and Goodnight, where they trap the guy in the mirror. Yeah. It's, you know, they're supposed to be like, maybe like witches or like warlocks or whatever you want to call it. And it's always been about a bad dream or a nightmare or something else. Yeah, but this and is a nightmare. And this is really the first time that, that they've gotten, I guess you could say, political with a thing. And it's not just directed toward, you know, their government. It's directed toward everybody for not the taking world. something seri- yeah, serious. Not taking it seriously enough. And, you know, talk about messaging. I mean, it's a good message. I mean, Luna has a good message with the whole, can't we just all get along and you know, love one another despite if you may be gay or straight or whatever. Just Luna's message is basically let's just all care about one another and get along. And that's why people resonate to Luna so much. Right. I don't know if this song will get climate activists interested in them or just happy that the fact that hey, there's a Korean girl group that's you know putting it out there like time to take this stuff serious oh definitely well like i said they did the same thing in that collaboration uh i can't think of the name of it but i did buy the song where they're you know talking about uh, hey i know that this this covid thing is scary and this is something that everybody in the world is experiencing right now and uh that was almost political because they were basically yeah i remember i remember that um, they did it with Alexa, and I can't remember who the boy group was, but it was them, Alexa, and a guy group. Wait, wait, this Alexa from Oklahoma? Right, she was in it. Yeah. Oh, wow, I did not realize that. That makes it even cooler. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was in that. Okay, cool. I, I didn't realize she'd been around that long. Oh, yeah, yeah she's, she's been, been around, around yeah. It's just was, so crazy I kind of forgot that about that, from, but yeah, she was in that. I'm pretty sure. It's so crazy that she's from Oklahoma. It's so crazy. Well, I mean, she, going she back won, to she won for the she won that she won uh, the, um, the the American version of uh, Eurovision, the uh, America Song Contest. She won it. Yeah, Did y'all know that. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, she she and I I told my buddy who, who you know who always kind of scoffs at my who lives in Oklahoma who doesn't understand my love for K-pop. I said, well, hey, this K-pop girl just you know put your redneck state on the map <laughs> you know well, but he got a know, kick out of that you know like uh like jesse we're talking about jesse you know jesse a uh somebody who uh, somebody who both myself and christiana know in real life so i think christiana knows him uh he actually grew up their parents she grew up in, in new jersey and he is friends was friends her parents were his friends parents were friends with her parents and they knew each other growing up Jesse and uh, my friend, real life friend. So yeah, she's from uh, you know, New Jersey, and you know she's a Jersey girl at heart. And you know Nancy, the one from we Holland saw, is from Ohio. The one, the video we saw tonight, Jesse. Yes, that she's from New Jersey. Okay, I, 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 my, I, my my housemate loves watching the Try Guys. Yeah, and they did a uh, that, that's one of the uh, YouTube videos she follows, and they did they did a K-pop center thing, and she was oh, on really? there. Uh, doing a song with them yeah and like I said so, like Nancy from Momoland is from Ohio um, Wendy's from I think Ontario so there's a lot of North American uh, you know born or raised 
Omina from Texas. You know. Well, isn't Jessica uh, on from uh, the uh, from Jessica and her sister? Yeah. yeah, Jessica and Crystal from California. Yeah, Crystal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Crystal. Yeah, from California. Okay. Yeah, it was Dreamcatcher, Alexa, and the guy group was into it. Okay. okay. It's a, I don't know. It's I don't really I don't know too video. much about them. Yeah, I don't know them. It's I just a, I, I saw it when it came out. You know, back like two years ago. But that, yeah, that two was, years that ago. It was two years ago, 8.4 million views. Wow. Well, I guess not too was, much, though. The song was song. called The song was called To Be The Future. Yeah. And it's, it's directed toward, uh, I believe, millennials, which obviously millennials take more things more serious than the older generation. Sorry, Chuck. Hey. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. That, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, like we, I know we were in uh, another chat, uh, uh Facebook chat tonight and I was kind of saying the same thing you know I think you know millennials are more aware of their sexuality and more interest, interested in that kind of stuff and interested in the climate and you know I think just I think maybe millennials are more aware I feel like we're the maybe the boomer generation and sort of those after it was more about the the excess you know let's let's, hey. let's indulge in all this but they weren't thinking about what it really means they weren't I'm Gen X I'm yeah. Gen X okay I'm like one of the oldest Gen X so uh, yeah, the old the oldest end of the spectrum, yeah. Yeah, Gen X, we 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 care about all this stuff too. We just uh, we're just we're just kind of laid back. Uh, somebody made a great meme the other day because uh, they were saying that uh, somebody was making a making a, a tweet saying uh, the the boomers have been uh, holding office for so long. Maybe it's time to let the millennials. Uh, and the Gen Zers like take a, have a chance. And somebody said, well, what about the, uh, what about the Gen Xers? <laughs> and then a Gen Xer said, uh, yeah. can we just create something called Gen X Island where we all just watch VHS of old car VHS tapes of old cartoons and eat sugary cereals all day. And I, and I posted that. I said, yeah, I'm, I, this is acceptable. <laughs> we're, we're most Gen Xers are, are cool with LGBTQ. We're, we understand the urgency of climate change. We always have. Uh, we're very liberal. We're social justice warriors. We just, uh, you know, we don't. We know how to pick our battles. Hello. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. know if you were continuing. I'm done. Way. I'm done. I'll soapbox oh, okay. ended. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, just I think yeah the, the climate change thing just was was a very important message that you know is being tackled. Except they tackled you know COVID safety and those are big things and that's you know that 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 means something and that's something that I think fans can cling on to as you know this is a different kind of group. This group is going to try to tackle these issues because they feel like you know a lot of K-pop idols are sort of being told you know don't get political, don't get involved with hot topic issues. Um, you know, but but they are they are getting involved, and that means a lot to the fans. Um, I'm probably going to get maybe some flack for this, but I think BTS broke the glass ceiling on that because they got to go to uh, the United Nations and speak about political things that can bring the world together. And I think climate change was one of them, but like BTS kind of kind of started it in a way. And again, I could be wrong, and somebody can you know, leave a comment and obviously correct me. But as far as I know, they're the only ones who would say or do anything about climate change or politics in general. And Luna, with their message on just 
let's all get along and love each other and Dreamcatcher now doing this. There's other groups and soloists that will do stuff like this, but I think it's becoming more, I don't want to say a trend, but it's more groups and artists are not afraid to like, here's how I feel, here's what I believe, it's time to take this thing serious and that thing serious and so on. I've heard yeah. individual K-pop idols uh, from Twice and some other groups actually make personal statements. Uh, right, that's like another as thing as, too. But but well, not yeah. but not so much in their music. Yeah, I, sometimes that's kind of you know because there's a controversy. I think we talked about this before, or at least in a, in a private uh, session, we talked about this before, where um, sometimes they're kind of forced to if they're from another country like Taiwan or something, they're forced if they say something that they kind of forced to make a statement on behalf because it's, it's controversial political wise they may have brought up something inadvertently so that might be what you're what you're thinking of as far as they made they put out a statement um because generally speaking they've been kind of told not to speak politically but when they do that's when they have to put out some kind of a uh, explanation or an apology or something um right they do but there's some artists that will say something or wear a t-shirt you know, to make that statement. Well, and then, yeah. you know, they, like you said, Dale Hollis, he's like, oh, well, she didn't know what it means, but they know. Oh, well, yeah, of course they do. Oh, oh, oh. And God, it, I think it was uh, in What is Love? There's a there's a high school yeah. scene, and it says pro-choice. Oh, there's a pro-choice sticker on oh, one really? of the schoolroom lockers that Neon is uh, closed. Oh, yeah. Closed. Yeah, I, I that remember cool. that. Blink if yeah. you blink, you miss it if you blink. But I remember like, oh, wow, that was kind of cool. I, I mean, the blinks groups, miss it then. <laughs> some, some groups will make subtle little things about, you know, something political that they believe in or support. Like, and they'll throw in something like, you know, like that or, or they'll do a full out song like Dreamcatcher. But, you know, I know we've been going on about this basically what Dreamcatcher did but it's just it's frustrating that people are not taking something serious like climate change serious and you got people out there like it's not real blah 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 I'm like it is just like COVID it's real when are you going to get it through your head and that's the frustrating part about everything okay I've been been, as we've been talking I've been with the with the sound off, I've been rewinding the video over and over again. Aside from the political statement, it's just a breathtakingly beautiful video. The the special effects are well oh, done. Oh, for sure. Um, it, it's clean. There's there's no uh, uh, obvious you know CGI stuff. It's like everything is blended perfectly, and the costumes, the makeup everything yeah. is just incredible it's just this is this is a groundbreaking video Mike. yeah i agree just the whole thing was phenomenal and now as we come to the close for the april 2022 edition of k-pop recap i'm going to ask my guests what they thought uh, the best song was for april 2022 uh, Dreamcatcher, obviously. Yeah, we we've been talking about it. Yeah, it's it's it is the a number one song, video, everything. And yeah. I, what's funny is I hadn't even seen it before. I watched it today for the first time, 
because I, you know, that's one of the things I love about being as part of this podcast is, uh, I, it makes me, it, you know, it leads me to water and I'll drink, uh, I, it's stuff I ordinarily wouldn't have watched. So thank you. Yeah. This is, uh, this is phenomenal. Yeah. This song, song and video. I will, I will, I will say that I've is my second favorite release, but Dreamcatcher obviously is number one for me. And I'm being super biased, and I'm not going to lie about that. But uh, in like Chuck mentioned earlier, he said he's going to go back and look at their older stuff. I really hope you do because it's a lot of their stuff is really, really good. And I'll definitely send you the videos to when they used to be called Minks. Okay. So I think my favorite song for April would have to be Men Hit Me Up. And um, yeah. I think it's a great song and she's having an awesome solo debut. For me, definitely the the number one song was definitely Love Dive. I just adored Love Dive. Definitely my favorite uh, song overall. My second favorite would have to be Eileen One's Love and Bloom. Uh, Love and Bloom was definitely just a call back to the kind of K-pop that I love that was coming out like five years ago. I absolutely adored that. And I'm, I'm going to mention my top three. So my third one was definitely, I mean, without a doubt, it's had to be in the top three. Dreamcatcher Maison definitely was my was my third one. Just blew me out of the water. So really great stuff. We had 13 amazing songs this month. And it was, it was just a, a wonderful pleasure to talk to all you guys and hear your opinions on these songs. It was quite a month. Yes, it was. It's a great month. And if you guys want to be a part of this podcast, please become a patron on my Patreon, Only Living Fanboy. And even if you don't want to be a part of this, you don't want to be an executive producer or you don't want to be a guest, if you just want to support this wonderful show we do, every dollar makes a difference. So please become a patron. And um, with no further ado, um, thanks for joining in, folks. And thanks to my guests. And... Hope to see you next month.